Hello, this is Carl Mailer from the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Are you one of the many people like me who love to voice their opinions? Then, well, the Anchor app is for you. Me, myself, I love using the Anchor app because I love voicing my opinion about everything sports. If you would like to get started on your own podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash start to make your own podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Carmelo. We talk all things sports. What a day it was yesterday in the world of sports. The Cleveland Indians get swept 3 to none against the defending World Series champions, the Houston Astros, and going in late into the game. Now, I didn't catch the first half of the game, but going in late into the game, the game was tied. One to one, and then Francisco Lindor hit a go ahead home run late in the innings to give the Cleveland Indians a two to one lead. Now, Houston, I think, is going to be a tough team to beat in the American League Championship Series because they ended up scoring 11 runs, or I'm sorry, 10 runs within the very short amount of innings that was left to win 11-2 to yesterday and move on to the American League Championship Series. The New York Yankees got throttled yesterday by a score of 16-1 as Brock Holt, a member of the Boston Red Sox, hit for the cycle, which gives... Boston, a 2-1 series lead in the American League Division Series. Now, having a look at that, obviously, like I've been saying, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is a make-or-break season for the Boston Red Sox, meaning that it's most likely a make-or-break season for Boston to win a World Series just because the amount of wins that Boston succeeded with. Now, the Yankees did lead all of Major League Baseball with the amount of home runs hit during the regular season. But the Yankees, I believe, are looking like the team that is not going to move on in the American League. And it looks like it could possibly be a Houston-Boston showdown in the American League Championship Series. And over in the National League, the Brewers secured a sweep of the Colorado Rockies moving on to their National League Championship Series for the first time since 2011. So congratulations to the Milwaukee Brewers. And like I mentioned the other day, that was a team that seemed like, well, no one probably expected them to be in the position that they're at. I think a lot of people expected the Chicago Cubs to run away with the National League Central. It did not happen for the Chicago Cubs. And the Chicago Cubs obviously did not get past the wild card round. So kudos to the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm actually pulling for Milwaukee in the championship series against the team that unfortunately beat my Atlanta Braves. And yes, if anyone knows who I am talking about, I am talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers, who I have mentioned many times recently that the Los Angeles Dodgers have 
won the, they won their sixth straight National League West pennant, and they are now going to their third straight National League Championship Series contest. Now, remember, the Dodgers were very close last year to winning the World Series. It went all the way to seven games. Houston ended up winning it, obviously. But I have to congratulate as hard as it, as hard as it is for me to congratulate them. I have to t- congratulate the Los Angeles Dodgers on a 6-2 victory yesterday in Game 4 of the National League Division Series against my Atlanta Braves. And I will have to agree with what Joe Davis and all-time great, one of the all-time greats for Atlanta Braves, John Smoltz, what they said yesterday. The Dodgers kind of live by the home run ball. And it was evident yesterday in yesterday's game as Manny Machado hit a three-run home run to basically put away the game and put away the Atlanta Braves for the season. So what's going to happen in that championship series? You know, it's it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough for Milwaukee. I think this game, uh, best of seven, I, I really want to see Milwaukee win it, and I'm pulling for Milwaukee. So I'm going to say Milwaukee wins this in six, but I have a feeling that the Dodgers are going to win this in either five or six games. I'm pulling for Milwaukee, but I have a feeling the Dodgers are going to go back to the World Series for redemption because it's been a very long time, a very long time since the Los Angeles Dodgers have won a World Series. I believe yesterday when when John Smotes and Joe Davis were talking about the game, I believe it has been over 30 years since the Dodgers have last won a World Series. So it's been a long overdue time. And who knows? The way everything has been going in the world of sports, it could possibly happen. But I am pulling for the Brewers. And I also want to congratulate my Atlanta Braves on a very successful season. You finished 90-72. and Obviously, you did not get a chance to get the the best record in baseball because you did kind of just I w- I I guess I could say you they kind of slacked off just a tad bit towards the end of the regular season but hey a lot of people did not expect you to get to the point of where you were at a lot of people did not expect you to win the National League East a lot of people did not even expect you to even finish a lot of, to be quite honest, myself, I did not expect Atlanta to win 90 games. I honestly expected Atlanta to maybe win a little over 70, maybe a little, maybe over 60 just because of the inexperience. And I tweeted this out late last night and I even tweeted it out after the first game against the Dodgers in the National League Division Series. The inexperience killed the Atlanta Braves. And really, you have and really that's with any type of postseason play, whether it's the NBA, the MLB, the NFL, or even hockey. You have to have experience in order to succeed in the postseason. 
And the inexperience of the Atlanta Braves, I truly believe, killed the Atlanta Braves in the in, in this division series against the Dodgers. The Atlanta Braves gave up so many walks. The, the pitchers never really got firm control of the game or of their pitching. And it, it, as, as hard as it was to watch the games, because I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the entire games of any of the four games Atlanta played against the Dodgers. But it, it was just nice to see Atlanta get in the postseason. And, and ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, Ronald Acuna Jr., if he does not win rookie of the National League Rookie of the Year, something is wrong with MLB. He is the youngest player ever. I'm going to rephrase that again. He is the youngest person ever to hit a grand slam in the postseason. And guess who he beat? And most of you probably didn't even know this. Myself, I was blown away by this. He beat out Mickey Mantell, a former Yankee great. And Ronald Acuna did just that in Game 3. And even in Game 3, I was so terrified because we were up 5 to nothing against the Dodgers after the second. And then all of a sudden, going into the fifth, the Dodgers tie it. The Dodgers are going to be the team, I think, that's going to be scary. But it also looks like they may live by the home run ball. But I just wanted to say again, I just want to congratulate my Atlanta Braves on a very successful season. It could have been better. It, I mean... And I told I told a lot of people this. Atlanta was very streaky during the season. There were games where they would lose so many in a row, and then there would be games where they would win so many in a row. And that can only take you so far as as a team. But hopefully, Atlanta can defend the NL, the National League East pennant right next season. Hopefully, they can defend the ATL next season, and hopefully, Atlanta can get back into the postseason. Because I really want to see Freddie Freeman win a World Series. Don't know if it's going to happen. But I want to see Freddie Freeman win a World Series championship. Because he is the Chipper Jones of the Atlanta Braves now. And it was funny. His uh, his wife, and I don't know if anyone saw this. His wife had tweeted out right before Freddie Freeman went up in that game in which Atlanta caused the game four. His wife had moved from one of her seats to seat number five, I forgot what section that it was that she had moved to, but she had moved to seat number five as Freddie Freeman, before Freddie Freeman was coming up to bat. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I did miss this portion of the the game, I do believe that Freddie Freeman was leading off going into the bottom of six in game three, and Freddie Freeman against a former Atlanta Braves pitcher in Alex Wood, he just cranked. He cranked that ball deep to right field. And he knew it was gone. The players in the outfield knew it was gone. They didn't even bother chase. They didn't even bother running to go see if that if they can have a chance at the ball. They knew that that ball was long gone. But again, hey, I just want to congratulate 
the Atlanta Braves on a successful, successful season. A season that no one thought that Atlanta would have. I think everyone in baseball thought Atlanta's not going to do anything. But hopefully now that the inexperience of the youth that Atlanta has will guide Atlanta to maybe, hopefully, another postseason run. Because I was honestly, when I when I saw that Atlanta was up 2-1 to one yesterday in Game 4, I was so pulling for a Game 5. And even though I didn't want that to happen, quite honestly, because Clayton Kershaw was going to get the call, it is what it is. I'm just I'm still happy that Atlanta did what they did in the regular season to get to the postseason. I also want to congratulate New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees on passing Peyton Manning last night for the most passing yards in NFL history. And of course he did it against my Washington Redskins and a thrashing of my Washington Redskins, 43 to 19. Quite embarrassing. I didn't even watch the game last night because I had other uh I had other stuff to do for my for my job. But it was embarrassing to say the least. I saw some of the highlights, and man, let me tell you guys, it was embarrassing. For a Redskins defense. For the first time since 2005 to only give up 44 points. The least amount of points they have given up since 2005, I believe. They gave up about almost as much as they had given up throughout the first four weeks with 43. And Drew Brees was 26 of 29 for 363 yards. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Drew Brees rightfully so deserved to pass Payne Manning. Drew Brees is also on pace to pass Peyton Manning for the most touchdowns ever thrown in the NFL. And I honestly thought it was it was quite funny. Uh, Peyton Manning, I don't know if he was doing this to do it. Because obviously Peyton Manning had to be watching the Monday night game. Because it was talked about from last week going into this Monday night game last night. That Drew Brees only needed 201 yards to surpass Peyton Manning. So I don't know if this was already, you know, planned ahead for for Payne Manny, but in the PSA video that he sent to Drew Brees, he was cutting up tomatoes because he was making a salad for him and his family. And the I guess whoever was in the background was telling Payne Manning, yeah, he's on pace to break your most touchdowns thrown in the NFL. Payne Manny was like, Are you kidding me? It, it sort of looked like that. It was. I actually watched it this morning, and I had to say it, it was quite funny. It was. It was quite funny to see. Pay many, you know. But hey, respect. Res, it's all about respect. Pay many. I think knew that Drew Brees is going was going to do it, and quite frankly, I have a feeling that. That Tom Brady is going to be the next one to do it. That's just what it looks like. But honestly, that, that I'm so glad I didn't watch the game last night. And and I tweeted this out too after the game. It was late. That the inconsistency of Washington has led them to that 2-2 two and two start. Now granted, after five weeks, and everyone knows 
if anyone that knows the NFL, that knows the National League, the, the NFC East, everyone knows that the NFC East is not the best division out there because it seems like there's never a consistent winner. Now, granted, you look at Philadelphia, they were 13-3 and last year. But on Sunday, Philadelphia matched their loss total from last year with a 23-21 loss to the Minnesota Vikings. But like I said, Washington's inconsistency on offense has led them to this 2-2 two and two start. Now, granted, they still have a half-game lead through five weeks. But until Washington shows me something of consistency, because it's funny, Washington starts the season off in Arizona. They win 24-6. to You go home next week against the Indianapolis Colts. You lose to Indianapolis. Then you are home against the Green Bay Packers. You win 31-17. to You have a bye week. Everyone knows that we were going to play New Orleans on Monday night last night. And you get throttled 43-19. to Where's the consistency at Washington? Where is the consistency going to come from? The defense did not show up last night. Jay Gruden's play calling is like a disaster at times. It honestly surprises me that the Redskins even have Jay Gruden still under helm. I honestly feel like if the Redskins do not do something worth noting... This year, I feel like the Redskins are going to get rid of Jay Gruden. And honestly, the way our receivers look, Alex Smith does not have any, he does not have any sense of, I I can't even think of the word. I'm just so upset at Washington because of the inconsistency they show. Josh Doxson who was supposed to be a highly talented receiver, has not done squat for Washington since he came into the league. Now, granted, he has six touchdowns last year, but he was still not a consistent receiver. And then he gets kicked in the heel or stepped on his heel in practice leading up to this game against New Orleans, and he was out last night. Where's the consistency going to come from, Alex Smith? Alex Smith repeatedly says, oh, I got I got the thing going with the receivers. Where? None of Washington's receivers are doing anything big. Nothing is standing out in Washington right now. I and, and you know to be to be quite honest, I'm actually surprised Washington is even two and two right now. The inconsistency Washington is going to kill you. If you cannot find consistency throughout the rest of the season, you are not going to win the NFC East. And right now, the NFC East is up for grabs for anybody. You are not going to win the NFC East if you keep playing inconsistent, inconsistently. It is not going to happen. And as a true Washington Redskins fan, and I have many friends out there that are Washington Redskins fans. It hurts. It hurts me to say that Washington, you got to do better or you're not going to do squat. Because you look at the NFC East right now. 
you're at two and two. Philly's at two and three. Dallas is at two and three. And the Giants are at one and four. The Eagles and the Giants play each other on Thursday night this week. And honestly, I I picked Philly to win that game. But honestly, I'm hoping that the Giants win the game. Because if you look at it, if the Giants win, them and Philly would be tied at 2-4. and four. And if Dallas loses, they would be 2-4. and four. Washington, you need to get your head out of your butt. Because right now with your inconsistency, you'll be lucky if you win eight games. And we do have a very tough schedule. We still have to play Philly twice. We, we still have to play our division. We have to play a Houston team that, with Deshaun Watson, I think that is going to be a tough game. You have to pick your game up. I understand that it seems like the injury bug is always hitting Washington. But you have to do something about it. Or else this season is going to go downhill. And last night, you didn't show anybody what you were capable of on defense with, I mean, Drew Brees only threw three incompletions for crying out loud. That is just embarrassing. And he almost threw for 400 yards. That is embarrassing. Alex Smith, you haven't shown me since the trade. You have not shown me one bit why you should be the quarterback of the Washington Redskins. I'm sorry, but I don't know how any other Washington Redskins fans feel out there. But truly, to be honest, Alex Smith has not shown me why he should be the Washington Redskins quarterback. Maybe the check down Alex that he has always been given the nickname of, maybe that is his real thing. He just checks down the ball a lot. Now, like I said, I didn't watch the game last night. But Alex, you got to do something, man. You're in the NFC East now. You're not in the AFC West. And I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, if Alex Smith was still on the Kansas City Chiefs roster, Kansas City would probably not be 5-0 right now. Now, granted, Patrick Mahomes on Sunday threw two interceptions. He didn't throw any touchdowns. And even though Kansas City does not have a very good defense, Their offense is something special. And Sunday night's game between Kansas City and New England this coming Sunday is going to be something special to watch. But back to what I was saying, Alex Smith, you got to get going. You have to get going. You have to get comfortable. You say that you're comfortable. You understand the receivers. You and the receivers are, are on the same page. But I don't see it. I do not see where you and the receivers on the Washington Redskins are on the same page because the receivers don't have big numbers right now. And I wasn't expecting big numbers from Washington's receivers, but none of Washington's receivers have any numbers to pop out. And, And as it looks right now, it will surprise me if Washington even wins eight to nine games because the way it seems like right now, and it could change because it's still early on in the season, but the way it looks right now, that NFC East, 
it's wide open to anybody. Even to the, the, the worst team in the NFC East, the Giants. It's open to them. Washington, you need to fix yourself, and you need to fix yourself fast. Because it's probably going to, on Sunday against Carolina, this coming Sunday, you're probably going to be in a, t- you're probably going to have a tough time with Carolina. Even though the Carolina Panthers almost blew a lead in the game against the Giants this past Sunday, you're going to have a tough time against Carolina if you keep playing the way you do. So you need to get, get your heads out of your butt and do something to turn your season around and to show why you can be a top contender in the NFC East and in the NFC Conference, period. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carl Mailer, where we talk all things sports.